Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to Security and Secure, the podcast where I say it's okay not to be okay. I'm Johnny Seifert and every week I'm joined by a very special guest to help educate you into insecurities. This podcast is sponsored by Jennings & Co Financial Planning, making financial planning easy to understand. For more information, go to www.jenningsfp.co.uk. So this week, my guest is one of those people that you'd have seen on TV for years. You might know him as a soap star from Hollyoaks, a children's TV star on the Queen's Nose, or you'll know him from Celebrity Big Brother and Celebrity Love Island. It is the man who is known as Dangerous, Dangerous Danan. It's Mr. Paul Danan. Now, this is one of those podcasts which I love. And one of the reasons why I started doing this podcast, because he's a key example of someone who doesn't realise how amazing they are, who doesn't appreciate how much people love him. And he needs to build his own self-love because he doesn't realise it. And during the podcast, you'll hear that actually it does come out, that he does appreciate himself. So without further ado, let's hear from Mr. Paul Danan, starting with his experience when he was on the original Celebrity Love Island back in 2004. Celebrity Love Island, for me, it was amazing, but I didn't really understand reality. I didn't know what reality TV was. You know, I just was like, well, what do you do? Do you just, go, like, you're just you? What, like, yourself? And Because like... back then, you had Big Brother, and you had Castaway, and you had Survivor, and that was literally it, shipwrecked, maybe, but there was no structured reality, in, especially what we've got now. No, and nowadays, they bring on the director, you don't see him, but they tell him, it's all contrived, you know, they're trying to do it like, only way is Essex or Mainly and Chelsea, like, you two have to, like, now have a scene where you argue, or you two, like, go with each other, or, you know, you, I want you trying to get with each other, and you can, and it's like, what? You can't orchestrate stuff like that. The only way it's going to work, and the other, I know, I'm not saying it ain't working. It is working, but it's so obvious when it's completely set up and when it's not. And um, they're not actors, you know. It should just be about letting people be. And if they fancy each other, great. If they want to pull each other, great. If they, if you know, and if they like someone's mate, someone's girl, or someone's man, 
then let it happen and let the fight begin, you know. I think it's all just too, like, set up. We never had anyone disturb us. We never had anyone come on our island. We were left on our own, and if we didn't want to go with someone, we didn't have to. We could be there the whole eight weeks just chilling, you know. Obviously, what's the point of going on Love Island if you ain't going to cop off? But some people just weren't into anyone, and they just kind of did their thing. And they tried to bring new girls and new guys on just in case there would be chemistry. But to be forced into it, and then to, like, I just, I don't know. I think it, I, I th the public want to see real, and they can see when it's not. They're not stupid. Like X Factor, you know. They, they sometimes kind of, you know, bring us an act on that you know is already um, set up. Um, and it's just, it's too obvious, and I think they make out that the public are stupid when we're not. And with TV and reality TV being such a big thing, uh, Britain's got talent at this. Uh, for the, semi uh, the semi-finals, there was a guy called Jonathan Goodwin, uh, who was the uh, escapologist, and he was buried in a load of concrete. And I went, hold on a minute, I know him. He used balls of steel uh, in, you know, 2005-ish on yeah. Channel 4. Wow. Now, He's doing big Britain's Got Talent now as if he's this brand new act. Yeah. I remember him on TV. Yeah. Or with and you're right, and you look at the people in Love Island, especially this year, and how much those pound signs are rolling. Yeah. How much they're doing it for the money. I or know. when you get a celeb doing uh celebs go dating and they go, Why and I'm like, Why are you doing the show? And yeah. they go, Well, it just looked good. I mean, look, you're Come getting on. paid some money to do it. Yeah. But and what went wrong with your love life? No, nothing's gone wrong. Right. Yeah. So you're doing a dating show, you're having dating agents, but actually nothing's wrong. Yeah. Right. So you're doing it because it's money, which you never did. Yeah. No, never. I what? I never did a show for money. Well, obviously you did. You'd have done it for money, but you did it for your own personality. You didn't do it because you were sort. You saw it as a job. You did it because you were interested. in I it. I did it because I was interested in it, and it because it was something that was like, ah, this could be fun. Like with Celebrity Love Island, I loved it because it was like a lads holiday with fit girls, and you had your own island, and you could just do what you wanted, and you got paid. How great. Then they asked me back the next year. Maybe I shouldn't have done the second year. That was probably more like just because I had such a good time. I tried to repeat or to correct the things I, that went wrong for me. Such as what? Such as like the rows and the getting pissed and stuff. And I kind of, you know, repeated some of the same. I mean, I was less mad. Um, but there were times, and I would try to restrict myself with the drinking and stuff. But you know, for me, it's all or nothing. You know, and and that's why I'm in recovery. That's why I don't drink anymore or take drugs. I have to, you know, say say it's complete abstinence for me. Um, but back then, you know, trying to you know, it just wasn't gonna really go that way. But I did kind of, I became more boring on the second one, I think. Um, uh, and the, the money doubled, you know, so of course you do, because the money's massive. It is big thing. But with Celebrity Big Brother, when I did that uh, in 2017, um, I did it because I really wanted to just see what it was like in that house. And if it was similar to kind of, well, like I'd done so many rehabs, I thought, man, this is going to be just like, this will be all right. Because I've been locked up before for flipping months. Um, this is three weeks. It's the summer one. There should be some cool people. And of course, you're going to get paid. Again, money, right? But with the Love Island people, they don't get paid to go on there. But they get picked because they all like look like supermodels. They know they're going to earn loads of money afterwards. Well, not all of them, but some of them will. Whereas like last year, last Big Brother, the normal Big Brother last year, I mean, what's happened to the winner? Nothing like what's you know, it's just such a difference, isn't it? I was speaking with a friend of mine yesterday, and he was going like they, they just got nothing out of that, so it was good they ended that, really. I think, yeah, I thought I was going to get more out of the celebrity big brother going on there, like as in more work profile, 
Yeah, and it didn't really do anything, which I'm not bothered about because I'm an actor first and foremost, and that's what it's about for me to just get into the acting and forget about reality TV. I was going to do that Celebs Go Dating, the, the new episode that's coming on, the new season, and I didn't in the end because I just didn't think I was in the right place to do it, and I don't think they did as well. Why and didn't you think you are in the right place? Because I don't want to be going on dates with birds getting pissed and me sitting there drinking Coca-Cola and water and them all like being, and just like, and then just shagging birds or, or, or getting with someone for the sake of the show and just forced upon you you know did you think you'd be judged for drinking dark because this is really interesting that uh, you don't obviously you don't drink but the idea of alcohol that i don't have drink alcohol, diet i drink full fat oh so you knew this is where you're going wrong mate. i know so much better so much better what diet i love diet coke because it's not got so much sweetness uh, do you, did you think there's a stigma of you having a diet coke or having a coke then rather than having a bottle of beer that you're not a lad no, not at all. I just think that I would probably want her glass of wine and all of the other drinks that everyone else is drinking if I was there and it would just be, like, too awkward. But what if the producers put you in a setting where and you I, didn't and have alcohol? And I don't alcohol? need that temptation. But what if there was no alcohol? What if you went on a walk instead? All yeah. your dates were walking? Yeah, I'd be fine, but then I'd probably want to take her upstairs and, you know, if I really fancied her. And I just don't want... Like, I'm just on this path at the moment where I kind of need to not show that that i don't want that shown too much on screen at the moment until i really feel like c more comfortable uh you know i don't know i don't know i didn't want to act i just wanted to be real maybe it would come across really good maybe but it'd be why good can't, TV. But i don't understand why because you're such a nice guy i mean Paul. i don't why can't you I do, do it but why like can't that? you do stuff go dating and be yourself well, I probably can, like, maybe the the next season, not this season, which obviously they're filming now. The one after, I'll probably be ready to do it. But maybe I'll be in a different place, and maybe I won't want to do that type of type of work. Because for me, it's about acting. It really is. It's about my, my craft, what I'm good at, you know, um, films, TV, dramas, theatre. That's what you're trained on. That's the real you. Yeah. That's where you're comfortable, is being in front of a camera. Yeah, studied method, you know. I, 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 I love playing a character. Yeah, I like being poor, but I don't like being dangerous. And this is what I want to ask you, because, you you know, there's not that many titles. There's Nasty Nick from Big Brother back in the day. There was Muggy Mike from Love Island. And then there's Dangerous Denan. God rest his soul. And there's, and there's Dangerous Denan. And I really don't like the fact that you've been labelled as this dangerous Danan. How does it make you feel? Well, to be honest, like, you know, for a while, I was, you know, even wearing a cap that has hashtag dangerous Danan on it, you know, on the on the side. And it was some brand that wanted me to wear the hats. And they did that. And I was like, oh, OK, fair enough. And like, when I was in treatment, people were going, why are you wearing that? Like, that's just a mask. Just a mask. You're creating a character for yourself. Yeah. You just could like, where's Paul in all of this? Who is Paul? And I'm like, I don't even know. I don't know. We, we need to, we want the real Paul. We want you to get vulnerable. We want you to get real and we want you to kind of find out who's Paul. But maybe you're scared because you don't know who he's going to be. And actually, you know what? He's probably going to be a really nice guy. He's probably going to be really hurt. He's been through a lot. But at the same time, you're gonna you're gonna not have to wear these masks and like have to entertain and be the Joker and the clown and the one that you know they say jump and you just do it and you know whatever and you know be that kind of yeah the monkey clapping his hands all the time and it isn't you're right it's not just about the money it's not just about it's about that kind of wanting to be wanted to be liked to for people to laugh and have fun you know and i have that parody account that instagram account that does really well and uh you know and that is more of a character that is more like dananagram that is like 
but it's not dangerous, Danan. It's more like telling stories about what it used to be like back in the day, partying and doing lots of cocaine. But I think with finding out who Paul is and, and really going on TV as Paul, that's what I want to do now. I don't want to be like this. People are like, what's he going to do next? You know, because even going on Celebrity Big Brother, I suppose that's what I thought people wanted. Me to have a round, me to get off with someone, me to, you know, kind of have a fight and, and get involved and like say it how it is. And yeah, I wear my heart on my sleeve and I will say how it is. But... In a way, I kind of turn into that, oh, you know, and I, I'm not the guy from Celebrity Love Island back then, all those years ago. And I think, you know, going back to the Hollyoaks thing, I think that's what they're scared of. They're thinking, is that Paul? Is that how he's going to be? You know, we don't want that. And that reality show kind of ruined a lot of my life because it portrayed me in coming off loads of drugs. They fed me with alcohol, you know, so I just was like this other person that suddenly was happy and mental. And then the next minute... I was like paranoid and aggressive and like I've just you know I've got a little boy now like things have changed for me I've matured you know I'm not all about being the joker or being the one that's the tough guy and the you know what what's he gonna do next dangerous it was fun and yeah I suppose I fed into it a little bit but like I think also it's to my detriment some people are like it's unreliable isn't it it's it's um unpredictable where does the blame lie is it with yourself or was it with the producers for giving you that alcohol in the first place? Oh, I always own my part in things. They didn't pour it down my neck. No, but, but they gave you that temptation. Of course they did, and they brought on a Playboy model, and they did this, and they created, like, you know, and Big Brother made this one and that one, like, said, do this and do that, and then that would make people either wind me up or go, you know, it's just, like, so many things are orchestrated to make, to get a rise out of me, because they know how to push my buttons. Um... Uh, but the fact is, I have to own my part in everything, and I was the one, and at the end of the day, I'm an addict, and an addict, if he's given alcohol when he can't have his drugs, his drink loads, anything to take me away from me, because, again, going back to who is Paul, I don't really like, I don't know if I want to see who, I don't know if Why I... Why not? I, well, I don't know. What, what's, what, what happened in your childhood or your teen years, or was it the fact that you were, you've been growing up in this horrible entertainment industry for so long? What was it about the original I mean, I was, Paul Danan that you don't like? I was bullied for being Jewish when I was young, which was pretty bad when I was at school. They used to spit on me, throw food at me, and all the, the other Jewish people I used to hang with at school, you know, there was only a few of us, and there was like, 500 kids so there was a lot more you know and it's i blame their parents the parents brought them up to kind of hate us like why you know what, what have we ever done you know just so ignorant every day every you know you get beaten up or you get spat on or you get food thrown at you because we're all sitting on the same table we just knew each other that's what Jew jewish people know each other it is just the way it is but at the end of the day it's kind of like i didn't think that affected me at all but it, later on, by doing therapy and kind of working through traumas, that is definitely, a, a you know, a one of them. I think Too Much Too Young, which is the name of my autobiography, is, is basically being in Hollyoaks at 19 years old, earning three and a half, four grand a week sometimes, you know, is crazy. And no one taught me how to handle that kind of money. No one taught me how to handle that kind of fame. And no one taught me to handle th th that amount of girls and attention and press and invasion and like there was no one there the publicity department were, were crap they weren't there to try and yeah i mean they, you know they just weren't really helping me no one helped me or told me how to handle that i don't blame them yeah you know, i still own my part in stuff but a lot of it you know 
was 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 bad. There was drugs everywhere. It was crazy, you know. Um, and I could handle it at, to a point, but it, the progression, you know, if you if you've got a, a, a addictive tendencies, the progression is, is is you know it's there and it and it gets tough and you know you end up on your own, you know, hating yourself because uh, you can't handle. Everyone else like going, oh, look at him. You know, it's that that people always looking at you, pointing at you. Oh, it's him. Look at the state of him. Or look how, or look how great he is. Or like, it's one. It's not, you know, everyone really wants to always judge. But I'm the one that chose to do this job, and I love it. And I wouldn't do anything else. Well, you're uh, one of the only Jewish people in the entertainment industry, anyway. So you've got almost that as a responsibility to yourself. Mm. How do you feel being Jewish now? Yeah, I'm so proud to be Jewish. I'm so proud to to. To have that, you know, my great-great-grandfather was the chief rabbi of Morocco, of the whole country, you know, he was like, we are descendants of the Rumbum, you know, which is, if anyone knows who the Rumbum is, it's, it's huge, it's like... The Maimonides, the, uh, yes, the Holy of the Holy. Um, if yes. I said to you... So the rabbis, like, literally, were about, like, literally shake my hand and be like, oh, my, I can't believe you, you know, they're really... They bow down to that, you know. It's mad. And look how amazing that is. That's you. That's you, the Paul Danan, not the dangerous yeah, Danan, not the TV yeah, side. Exactly. This is the way you were born and the responsibility that you have yeah. to the Jewish community, yeah. which is completely away from how everyone sees you. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what you did on Love Island or Hollywood. The real you it's is irrelevant. the most amazing person. Yeah, if I said to you, Baruch um, Hu Adonai, what would you say? Baruch Amen. So if anyone doesn't know, I've just taken you back to your bar mitzvah. Yeah, I'm, I'm no, crying I inside. I literally want to cry. Well yeah, I said that. <laughs> yeah. so I was looking at each other. Um, so we were both 13 years old when we did that. And that's the last time I ever said that. Last time, But you said that. How do you? How does that make you feel? My voice is still not good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's emotional. Because that's amazing. the real you, Paul. Yeah, that is the real done. you. God, he's like a therapist. You're not a guy. rabbi, but you're on no, a level no. that's so special. You don't realise how special you are and you're 41 years old. You've gone through 41 years of your life without realising what an amazing person and what a responsibility you have to others and mm. you still haven't seen it yet. Mm. No, it's really, it is, you know, and that's the thing, when you talk about stuff like my religion and my family and my my heritage and stuff, you know, all that celebrity means jack to 100%. me. No, it really does, like, it really isn't, you know, I strive for it, but at the same time I need to be always brought back to, like, my roots of where well, I come the, from. there's the personal side of you and then that's the work yeah, side. That yeah. is your work yeah. and then you go home. Yeah. It doesn't cost. I'm an actor, I'm so insecure. Actors are insecure, you know, I, I do feel at times very insecure but I, I know that that is just a mark like that's not true like like you know my thoughts 92 percent of them might are wrong like i have to do the opposite to what my head tells me because otherwise if i believe my head then i will just go into that kind of insecure low self-esteem full of shame full of guilt i have to embrace life and and embrace people and you know and do good and help others Wow, what a man. Paul Danan there. Um, again, why 
does not he love himself 41 years old and he can't see what an amazing person he is that has been secure the insecure sponsored by jennings and co financial planning making financial planning easy to understand for more information go to jenningsfp.co.uk now if you like what you've heard on the podcast please rate it please leave a comment i've not seen enough comments recently in this season and i really need those comments because people need the awareness that a podcast exists that you can actually educate yourself on that it's okay to not be okay i've been johnny c for this is secure the insecure thank you and goodbye hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain i learned this the hard way after losing my cat gingy so i created pretty litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.